The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said to his apostles, Whoever loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And whoever loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And whoever does not take up his cross and follow after me is not worthy of me. Whoever finds his life will lose it. And whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. Whoever receives you receives me. And whoever receives me receives the one who sent me. Whoever receives a prophet because he is a prophet will receive a prophet's reward. And whoever receives a righteous man because he is a righteous man will receive a righteous man's reward. And whoever gives only a cup of cold water to one of these little ones to drink because the little one is a disciple, amen, I say to you, he will surely not lose his reward. The Gospel of the Lord. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Be seated, and let's take a look at this. So I wanted to show that video in case you didn't catch it in the news and notes a couple of weeks ago, because I know you all read the news and notes top to bottom every week, right? Yeah. Okay, well, it was in the news and notes a few weeks ago, and I wanted to show it to you because, you know what, it really kind of grabs on to the, the, the theme and the, the readings and, and really illustrates the dynamic that's happening in what we heard in just a, a few moments ago. So first of all, let's go back to the Old Testament reading. You have this Shunammite woman and Elisha. And she shows very generous hospitality to Elisha because she knows that he is a man of God. He's a prophet. And so she wants to support what God is doing through him. So, you know, again, she gives him a place to stay. She gives him food to eat. And like it always does, that generosity inspires generosity because then Elisha wants to do something for her. And he prophesies what she thought was never going to happen in her life, that the Lord was finally going to give her the gift of a son. And so in the gospel reading, we see the same dynamic. When Jesus begins, he says, whoever receives you receives me, and whoever receives me receives the one who sent me. And then he kind of turns the table and, and he says, okay, that means if we receive a servant of God, a prophet, a righteous one, even give a little cup of cold water to a little one who is a disciple of Jesus, then that is a sign that we're receiving Jesus, that Jesus is at work in us 
through his servants. So let me ask, has the Lord impacted our lives through the ministry of his church? Okay, maybe not. Are you with me? <laughs> yes, of course he has, right? He has deeply impacted us. He's transformed our lives. Paul begins by saying, he says this all begins in our baptism. That's what our second reading was about. That we have died with Jesus. We've been buried with Jesus. And now that we have risen with Jesus. And just as Jesus is risen from the dead and he lives for God, his father, so he says, consequently, you too must think of yourselves as dead to sin and living for God in Christ Jesus. But that means that Jesus can't just be something in your life, maybe even something important. It means that he must be everything. And he gets at one of the biggest obstacles in our lives then, in our faith and our spiritual life. And that is that we sometimes love more, or we are more attached to the gifts than we are to the giver. And that we can even do this with the second greatest thing in all of creation. God's first, right? He goes, at, he even says family, because so, sometimes, don't we do that? We take our family and can even put them above God. Okay. So is Jesus just making a demand on our lives, right? Is he that kind of jealous? You better love me the most. Of course not. What we have learned together is that our Lord, when, we, when, when he says to, that he is to be the highest priority in our lives, when he calls us to be generous people, when the church calls us to be generous, this is not something that God wants from us. It's not something he wants from us. You know, I did this for you. Now you better do this for me. No, 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 no. It's never a business transaction. Or, or when we think about the life of the church. Well, you know, there are bills to pay around here and there are people to pay around here, so you better do your part to help pay for it. No. No, no, no. Of course the church has a budget and the church has expenses, etc. But we don't give to a budget. <laughs> We don't give to expenses. We don't give to an organization. We're, we're giving always to the Lord. It's never what he wants from us, like he's trying to extract it from us. This is always what God wants for us. Because God doesn't need our generosity, does he? Of course not. We need our generosity. He is the infinitely generous one, and he made us to be like him, which means he made us to be generous people. And that's why Jesus then gets at the secret to life and to happiness. He says, if you find your life, everybody's looking to find themselves, right? If you find your life, <laughs> you think you have, you're going to lose it. But if you lose your life for my sake, then you actually find it. This is the secret to life, my friends, that if you want to find your true self, then you give yourself away. You want to find yourself? Then be generous. That's who you really are. Now, it's going to cost you everything. But the reward is everything. Because the reward is love. When the Spirit gives us the gift of faith, the reward is confidence. We have, 
we experience this great confidence in God. It's what Pastor Veith talked about last week. We've got nothing to fear. When he gives us the gift of love, though, the reward is joy. Doesn't it bring you great joy to give to those that you love? And so we give to the Lord and what he's doing in his church because we love him. And it brings us great joy. And if it's not bringing us great joy, then we should ask ourselves, well, is there something else? Is giving to God just something that I do among the many things that I spend my money on, the bills that I got to pay and all the stuff that I want to buy? Or is giving to the Lord first because I love him the most? And in his way, for this time, he has put you and me here and his ministry here, what he's doing at Trinity, does that bring us great joy to support what God is doing at Trinity? If it doesn't, would you please take that to prayer? Because something's stealing your joy. Maybe it is because you're attached to those lesser loves and you've prioritized them over God. Or maybe it's because you're motivated by guilt an obligation. You know, all the difference in the world comes in one little letter. I got to, O, or I get to, E. It's all the difference. I have to versus I want to. Or maybe something's really bothering you and it's getting in the way. If that's the case, I would love to talk with you more about that and and see if that can be straightened out because here's the thing, Jesus wants you to experience this joy. What he has done through others for you, now through you, he wants to do it for others. And he wants us to experience this joy. And we give then to the Lord because we love him and we love his church and we love what he's doing in this church and we love that we get to be a part of it. That's the reward. That's the joy. That's what Jesus wants us to experience, the love. And then it's contagious. It's contagious because just like we heard in that first reading between the Shunammite woman and Elisha, when we give and we, when we are generous, it inspires and it encourages others and then they get to experience the joy of giving. That's what you've done for me. As we close, if I can be personal just for a moment here. I guess there's this party next week for some old guy. (laughs) 25 years. For 25 years, my friends, you have been so generous to me. You have put up with me. (laughs) You've been patient with me. You've forgiven me, you've loved me despite my many faults. In the darkest times, you have lifted me up and encouraged me. And in the, and in the great successes that God has given, for, uh, given to his kingdom, you have rejoiced with me. You have been and you are my family. And I am especially grateful because you have been so generous to my own family. You have been so kind to us. 
You have helped Shelley and me raise our children, especially through the gift of our Lutheran school. You've shared what God has given to you so that we have what we need, and then some. Some of you may remember in times past, we would occasionally bring up our offerings and put them on the altar, and we would maybe make financial commitments for the coming year. And so we'd bring everything up, and we'd, we'd lay it on the altar of the Lord and, and dedicate it to Him. And when we would do that, I would usually try to grab my family and, and get into a little huddle in the back of the church, and I would say to them, I want you to look at what these people are doing. They are making sacrifices. They are sharing what God has given to them. And that's how God takes care of us. If there's one word for me that describes the last 25 years, that's it. It's generosity. It's generosity. You have been so generous to me and to my family, and like Sue said in the video, to, to my colleagues, you have loved our Lord. You've loved his church. You've loved what he's doing through this church. And you have been so generous. So I want to thank you for that. And I want you to know that it's contagious. It's contagious because that's what inspires me. And this is what spurs me on. It's why then I want to give everything to God and I want to give everything for you. And it's all joy. It's all joy because I love you, my friends. I love you. Let's take a moment now in prayer. I got to share a little bit of my own heart and story with you, but you have your own. Of the things that God has done for you, the greatness, the goodness, and the generosity of God in your life. Let's just sit with that in prayer for a moment and ask God to then inspire that in us and bring us great joy as we return our thanks and give to him.